Sabes que? Did you know? Sabes que? Sabes que? Did you know? Did you know? Welcome to Sabes Que Did You Know, a Reynolds School District bilingual podcast. Bienvenidos a Sabes Que Did You Know, un podcast bilingüe de Reynolds School District. My name is Steve Padilla, Director of Communications for the District. Mi nombre es Ismael González, soy el coordinador de lenguaje del Distrito Escolar de Reynolds. And as you know, we always start off with a did you know, and uh, this is going to be general, but I think it's very important. Ismael, did you know that we have a lot of employees that are very multi-talented? Algo que yo no sabía que es que tenemos muchos empleados del distrito que son multitalentosos. Now, we were talking uh, earlier, Ismael, about, you know, just like, you know, some of the different talents. Um, you play the guitar, is that correct? Sí, correcto. Yo, yo toco la guitarra. How, how long have you played the guitar? Uh, like more than five years. Nice. Um, I played the trumpet back in the day, and I was one of those kids in the um, back of, you know, you would have your rows of people with their instruments, and I was in the very back because I was really loud and the teacher would always have his hands pointing down to tell us to be quiet because we would play as loud as we possibly could uh, in middle school. Padilla era, él estaba atrás de las líneas cuando tocaba música porque él tocaba la trompeta y como él tocaba muy recio siempre tenían que poner hasta atrás y le decían bájale el volumen porque estás muy alto. <laughs> those, those were fun, those were, those were fun days. Um, but the reason why we do that, and you know, there's always that hook of why we have our, our Did You Know is because we have a very special guest um, and it took me for ever to get him because he's you know a very busy man um, and he's you know well traveled and I finally got him uh, into uh, our sound studio here uh, at Reynolds School District. Uh, Gary Shu, I'd like to introduce Gary Shu. He is the district instructional technology coach. Queremos introducir con ustedes al señor Gary Shu. Él es el instruccional de de entrenamiento aquí de la tecnología en la escuela de, de Reynolds. Gary, welcome. Hey, how's it going? Bienvenido. Pretty good. Um, so Gary, the title instructional technology coach. Um, I know what instruction is. I know what technology is. I know what a coach is. But you put those three together in a district. Um, what exactly does that entail. So, Gary, ¿puedes decirnos un poquito de cuál es tu título? ¿Qué es lo que hace aquí en el distrito tu, lo, tu posición? So, um, in my position, um, basically, I work with teachers and I mentor teachers, help teachers plan instruction, integrating technology into their lessons to maybe increase relevancy and increase engagement with students. Lo que él hace aquí en el distrito es el trabajar con los maestros y trata de eh, integrar este también la tecnología porque así pueden ayudar a los estudiantes cuando están dando las instrucciones. So I'm guessing that you were a pretty important part of uh, the school district when we went into uh, social distance learning. Am I correct on that? Estoy, quería saber si estoy correcto en esto. Quizás fuiste una parte importante cuando todos fuimos en este aprendizaje en distancia. Yeah, it was it was a pretty busy time. You could say that. Sí, era un día muy un tiempo muy ocupado. I bet. So, what was um, 
what are some lessons learned from that? Because if, if I'm going to school to be a teacher, I'm not necessarily going to school for technology or for, you know, any of the cyber stuff. I'm going there to be in my classroom to teach. And now all of a sudden I'm at my house and I have to set this up and hoping that all the children that are, that are in my class are doing the same thing and that it all works on top of giving the lesson plan. Um, what what did you have to do or what were some of the um, obstacles that, that you had to overcome uh, so that the teachers would have to overcome as well? ¿Cuáles fueron algunos obstáculos que tú enfrentaste cuando los maestros fueron entrenados para educar a los niños, pero ahora están en una, un lugar que es su casa de ellos y tienen que oso, también y también tienen que aprender sobre la tecnología y cómo usarla. ¿Cuáles fueron algunos obstáculos que te enfrentaste con eso? Um, some of the obstacles were probably just the, I mean, the biggest op obstacle was the rapid learning curve that everybody was facing. Um, and that comes all the way from, you know, school um, support staff to teaching staff to administrative staff. Everybody was on this super steep learning curve. Um, so it was nice, you know, we kind of, we had a, a team of us that basically, um, tried to manage that, break it, break up into, um, you know, parts of the district to where we could support people kind of getting through that learning curve, you know, and, and pretty intense learning on how to basically do your job a different way than you have for some of some, for some people, it was 20 years, you know. So lo que ellos estuvieron haciendo era un grupo de personas que estaban tratando de ayudar a los maestros, que es como ayudarles a hacer su trabajo diferente, que en, quizás tenían 20 años haciéndolo en una forma y ahora tienen que integrar la tecnología. Coming out of, of COVID and actually getting back into the more traditional instruction, um, how much of a role does technology play in um, in curriculum nowadays? Y saliendo de, de, la, de lo que tuvimos de la pandemia, ahora eh, regresando a las clases, ¿cómo es el, el currículo involucra la tecnología hoy en día? Um, it's, it's actually a pretty important role now. Um, you know, one of the things that we learned is in some ways that was an opportunity because it gave some people some skills that they didn't have before, teachers and students. Um, and what we're seeing now is a lot of teachers are keeping um, keeping using some of the things that they did during COVID because it makes sense now in a classroom, you know. Um, so that's that's kind of a one of the big one of the big takeaways from all of that. One of the things that we could algunos of the maestros después de que salimos de la pandemia a regresar a las clases, lo que ellos se quedaron fueron algunas cosas que aprendieron porque tuvieron que aprender nuevas cosas y esas cosas que aprendieron algunas cosas se quedaron aún utilizándola ahorita usando la tecnología. Well, let's hope that we don't have to do anything that drastic again as far as um, you know distance learning, but it's really fascinating when you start to think about how you know technology is just you know really just ingrained in everyday lives and that includes you know teaching curriculum um, K through 12. Ahora esperamos que ya no vuelva a pasar otra vez eso pero es importante y mirar que la tecnología está muy involucrada en la enseñanza en las escuelas. Yeah I can I can tell you that every piece of curriculum that we look at adopting now has some sort of a digital component so it's it's definitely something that we need to keep up on y puede decir que todo lo, cualquier currículo que estamos tratando de adaptar ahorita tiene un componente de tecnología that's important as well because we have to then also make sure that our schools and our classrooms um, are equipped to be able to 
bring on curriculum that has uh, technology components. Y es importante porque también tenemos que asegurarnos que todo el distrito, todas las escuelas tengan ese componente de tecnología. Yeah, um, I know like with um, Chris Greenalch's kind of advocacy, we've been able to basically outfit every classroom um, either by now or by this fall with um, kind of a standardized set of instructional equipment. Y sí, con el señor Chris Greenhatch, estamos este, tratando de poner toda la instrucción de tecnología en las, en las clases. Now, Gary, you also play another important role, and it's not necessarily a part of your job duty, but during COVID, uh, you created uh, something uh, called the Giving Tree. Y también tú haces, tienes algo que has hecho que no es parte de tu trabajo, pero se llama, un programa que se llama The Giving Tree. Can you explain a little bit about uh, how that started and what that is? ¿Puedes explicar cómo empezó eso y de qué se trata? Sure. Um, you know, I mean, I've been in the district since 1998 and that whole time up until 2020, we had, um, we had always, you know, done some kind of seasonal um, gift gathering and stuff, you know, to help people out. And I'd always been involved in that. And then 2020 came and everything shut down and we couldn't do it the same way that we did it before. So... Um, I took some of my my knowledge that I have outside of school district work, um, being a musician, and I used a basically a ticketing um, system, like a concert ticketing system, um, and we were able to build that into a system where we could have people basically sponsor a family and and use basically the family the family was represented by a ticket in the system. And then they were able to shop remotely and send everything um, into the district office. And that was, um, you know, all of this was able to happen because of the volunteers that we were able to get around us to help support receiving all of those gifts and inventorying them and matching them up with the family numbers and, and everything. But it all worked out and now we're still doing it to this day, which is great. Algo que él hizo con su conocimiento que tiene fuera de la escuela es que eh, trajo un sistema que se, de sistema de tiquete como cuando vas al concierto. Y lo que hizo el distrito es que aplicó ese sistema aquí y ahora este, las todos los voluntarios patrocinan en una familia y se ha quedado ese sistema hasta ahorita. I know the communications department sponsored families the last couple of years through that and uh, we really like it because, you know, especially nowadays with shopping a lot of it is you know cyber monday you know you can get so many things online uh for yourself it's like okay let's get things online for these families who who need uh, that little extra help and support and um, you know it's a win-win I think. Sí, el Departamento de Comunicaciones ha ayudado por los últimos años a, y ha adoptado familias y es más en la tecnología como ahorita tienen los este, lunes de like Cyber Mondays, entonces puedes hacer compras vía internet y es lo que hemos hecho hoy en día. Yeah, the, the really good thing about this is it increased our reach from basically a school level and a school by school level to a national level because I can tell you we had family sponsored from people down in Texas and back east on the east coast and down in Tennessee um, as well so any any staff member when they share this giving tree on social media 
their friends and relatives jump in and sponsor as well. And so we get sponsorships from all over the country benefiting our students. Y lo que ha pasado esto que se ha ido a otros lugares, o sea, a, a personas que conocen aquí de otros lugares en otros del estado de Estados Unidos han patronizado familias de aquí de nuestro distrito. Entonces nos están ayudando bastante. So this sounds like something that we're going to continue, even though we're coming out of, you know, or hopefully we're out of COVID, um, you know, via 2020, um, but it seems like it's something that uh, is beneficial because it's a little more far-reaching um, and it can benefit more families. Y como ya salimos de la pandemia y espero que ya nos regresemos, es de mira que podamos continuar con ese programa porque alcanza muchas personas. Yep, I hope so. It's, I mean, I'm willing to do it as long as we decide we're still doing it. Sí, él espera hacerlo hasta que decidamos siguiendo, seguirlo haciendo. That and for our uh, listening people out there, Janet, who uh, sits out front, uh, she brought her mom and her mom's friend to come over to wrap these gifts and they were so nice they were out there and they were just you know wrapping gifts as, as much as they were you know coming in they were making sure they were getting wrapped and, and looking really nice so that when the families got them uh, you know they were you know really uh, well presented uh, presents. Y Janet también la recepcionista de enfrente ella estaba este trajo su mamá y su mamá trajo una amiga y ellos empezaron a envolver los regalos asegurándose que todos los regalos estuvieran bien envueltos para Yes. Don't forget, you can find our podcast on Amazon, Apple, iHeartRadio, Pandora, and Spotify. Now back to our interview. No olvides que puedes encontrar nuestro podcast en Amazon, Apple, iHeartRadio, Pandora, y Spotify. Ahora volvemos a nuestra entrevista. Now I want to get to the end. Gary, you mentioned it a, a little bit about being a musician. And, and I talked earlier uh, at the beginning of the podcast about uh, multi-talented people. Um, Gary, you play the fiddle, correct? Hablamos sobre que uh, tú habías mencionado que eres músico y en el principio hablamos sobre que hay muchos talentos aquí en el distrito y tú tocas el, el violín o el fiddle, ¿verdad? Yeah, yes, I do. So I've played since I was about... 12 years old. El toca desde hace do, cuando tenía 12 años. You're 12 years old. You're at the, probably the same thing where like, you know, the middle school and you have to pick an instrument and you're trying to figure out which one you're going to play. How did you end up saying, you know what? I'm going to play the fiddle. ¿Cómo decidiste tocar el violín o el fiddle? ¿Cómo, cuando, imagínate que tenías 12 años. ¿Cómo lo escogiste ese instrumento? This is actually a pretty typical middle school mentality story. Um, I had a friend who played who also was very popular. And so I thought, well, gosh, to be popular, I need to play the fiddle. So él tenía un amigo que era muy popular, tocaba el fiddle, entonces dice él, entonces para yo ser popular tengo que aprender a tocar el fiddle. How happy were your parents that you chose the fiddle to have to play and practice uh, for a few hours a day on that. ¿Qué tan contento estaban tus papás cuando escogiste el fiddle de mirarte practicar unas horas en el día? I mean, I can tell you that there is there are very few sounds that are harder to hear than a beginning, you know, big beginning violin fiddle sound, you know. So, I mean, and there were times where I would practice for a couple hours and my mom would end up just leaving, you know. I'm going to go shopping now. Yes. Había unas horas donde él practicaba y su mamá se iba y dice, mejor voy a comprar cosas. There comes a time in our lives when we have to, you know, make a lot of decisions about how we want to move forward, uh, whether, you know, it's, you know, with instruments, with sports, with activities. You came to a point in your life where you're like, 
I really like this. I really enjoy this and I want to continue. Do you remember when that was when you're like, you know what? I want to take this to the next step or next level, whatever that may be. Uh, hay un punto en nuestras vidas donde llegamos al, al donde decidimos que queremos hacer, que unos hacen deporte, otros instrumentos, otro, otras carreras. ¿Y ¿Tú te acuerdas del momento cuando tú dijiste, quiero llevarlo al siguiente paso este instrumento? I would say probably later middle school into high school. Um, you know, when, when I was learning, my sister, my sister decided to learn too because she, you know, if you can't beat him, join him kind of thing. So we both ended up playing and our parents would take us to these fiddle contests. And then eventually in high school, I got involved in a band and I was kind of traveling my junior and senior year and going and playing in shows with them you know, while going to high school. Él y su hermana empezaron a tocar los dos y sus papás los llevaban en, to en torneos de tocando el violín, pero también en la, en la preparatoria él empezó a irse a viajar y a hacer concursos y a hacer diferentes eventos. So you just continued the cool streak of then getting into high school and being in a band and traveling and playing. And your parents were good with this because they encouraged, you know, both you and your sister to continue to play, correct? So mira que tus papás este, los motivaban y tú y tu hermano iban a tocar diferentes lugares. Yeah, they, they, you know, they got us to all the places that we needed to be to be able to play, so... It's pretty funny now because it's it's a big family affair. My sisters, my nieces both play too as well. Ismael, did you know we're like talking to a rock star? Ah, no, no, no sabía eso. I didn't know that we're talking to a rock star. Man, this is awesome. So Gary, I heard a vicious rumor and you're going to have to clear this up because, uh, you know, I don't like, you know, talking about rumors and spreading rumors, but I heard this rumor that you you were a national champion in the national fiddling uh, competition. Is that true? Escuchamos un rumor y queremos saber si eso es verdad porque no nos gustan los rumores. Que eres un este ganaste el campeonato del fero. Eso es cierto. Um, I guess so. Yeah. I'm... No, no, no. I get. No, no, no. I guess. Nada de I guess. Oh, yo creo. Es sí o no. Es sí o no. Uh, yes, yes. Um, so I, I won the junior. I think it was the junior division. Um, years past in high school. Um, and then. The young adults, and then I won just last week the adult national championships, which is um, ages 36 to 60. Ganó desde cuando estaba en la preparatoria, luego ganó cuando estaba más joven, y ahorita hace unas semanas ganó otro de, de edades de 36 a 40 años. So how many times have you won this this event? ¿Cuántas cuántas veces has ganado este evento? Um, I think I've won three age divisions. Yeah. Tres diferentes edades, divisiones de edades. And then I also I sit on their national board as the national board president now. So ahora es el presidente de, de la nacional de este, este torneo. Do you vote for yourself? You're like, oh yeah, or that, that's not how it works. <laughs> no, that's not how it works. <laughs> no, así no funciona. <laughs> okay, let's get into this for, for a minute uh, because all joking aside, uh, you know, he, well, I am, no, I can't say that because I'm still going to joke. I'm like, I, I just picture him like the Tom Brady of the fiddling, right? He just keeps on winning, you know, keeps on getting older, but he keeps on winning these championships. Me imagino como Tom Brady que siempre está ganando campeonatos de, tocando el fiddle. Where was this most recent uh, championship? Where did it take place? ¿Dónde tomó lugar este, este más reciente torneo que, que ganaste? So the national championship um, takes place in a town called Weezer, Idaho, and it started in 
1963 there as the national championship. So this was the 70th anniversary of that event. So tomó lugar en Idaho. Entonces es como el 70 aniversario de este evento. Is this just for people in the United States, or is it just fiddling? Uh, if you're a fiddler, you can um, enter. Este es nomás en Estados Unidos, o si tocas el violín puedes entrar. No, it, they they accept entries from all over the world. We had a, one of the champions in the junior junior division, which is a, little, a smaller kids division, is from Victoria, BC. And um, somebody who won second place in one of the senior divisions is from Japan, and he flies over for it every year. So, tiene de Japón y hay otros de otros lugares diferentes internacional. And you won this last time around. Y ganaste la última para el último entonces tú. What? Uh, how many people? You you said that you were in your division 36 to whatever. Um, how many people uh, are in your division um, who participate? ¿Cuántas personas este, participaron en tu división? Um, in that division, there's typically, I mean, there's quite often about 40, you know, give or take. Son como 40 concursantes. So you have to best 39 other people to be uh, crowned the champion in that division. Entonces tienes que ganarle a 39 más personas para ser mejor para ganar el campeonato. I guess you could say it that way. No, 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 I guess. <laughs> nada de I guess, nada de yo creo. I, you know what? I think I need to be uh, Gary's manager. Creo que necesito ser el manager de Gary. I, he's too nice of a man to to just, you know, he needs to go places. I need to be his manager. What do you think, Ismael? Yo creo que sí. You need to be his manager. I think so. Sí, creo que él tiene que ser su manager porque es muy amable, muy humilde. <laughs> yeah. I, one of the things that uh, Ismael and I, demanded was that uh, Gary was not to be allowed into the building uh, if he didn't bring his fiddle with him. Una una de las cosas que nosotros estábamos demandando es de que no entrara al edificio aquí en el distrito si no tuviera su instrumento de fiddle. We gave Janet uh, explicit instructions not to let him in if she did not see uh, an instrument bag with him. Y le dimos instrucciones a Janet si no tiene el fiddle no lo dejes entrar. And she did check. Y sí, ella revisó. <laughs> good, I'm glad. All right, that's good. Uh, Gary uh, actually was kind enough uh, to bring his fiddle. Now, before you uh, play for us, can you tell me a little bit about this fiddle? Like, is this the first fiddle you had? Is this like an upgraded version? You show me that fiddle, I wouldn't know if it was $10 or $10,000. Like what, you know, talk to us a little bit uh, about the instrument because I know that's very important. You know, it's really like an attachment of yourself when you're in that zone and you're playing. Ahora, Estamos mirando el fero. No, este, yo no sabría cuánto es el valor de este fero. Si nos puedes hablar si ese es tu primer instrumento, tu segundo instrumento, o cuál es, es el valor de esto. Y eh, sé que es algo que es como parte de ti. Como, ¿qué, ¿Qué sentimientos tienes hacia este fero? So, so this particular one um, I've had since I was in ninth grade. The first one I started on was my grandmother's when she was in school and took violin. Um, and it was, it just was an okay instrument, you know. Um, this one was actually given to me by a, uh, somebody that my dad worked with, um, who had it in storage for 20 years and had always wanted to learn to play it and never did. And he got it from somebody who had had it in storage and always wanted to learn to play it and never did. And so his deal with me as a ninth grader was that I learn a couple of songs and I drive out to where he lived, which is hour, hour and a half away from my house and, and play them for him once I learned them. So, so that's what I did. And I still play this one, you know, now, you know, 30 years 
later. So, so él empezó con uno que le dio su abuelita, que tocaba su abuelita el violín, pero después este se lo dieron cuando estaba en la preparatoria. Y el, el punto de este es que se lo tenía que él tenía que ganárselo si él le tocaba a la persona que se lo había dado. Entonces lo que estaba haciendo él viajaba una hora para irle a tocar y aprender música. That is an incredible story because that violin was sitting in its case ready to be played for all of those years yet you know the previous two owners are like yeah nope yeah nope and then to be able to uh to be passed on to somebody uh who's taken it as seriously and dedicated as you uh it's found its proper home yeah, and it was it was pretty lucky just because growing up my family didn't have the money to buy me a new one, so it just kind of all worked out. Y eso funcionó porque su familia no tenía dinero para comprarle uno. Okay, so now is the uh, moment of truth. Uh, Ismail, do you have a request uh, for Gary? I'm trying to think of a of a good fiddle request. Um, I don't I don't know. I don't want to I don't want to do the you know the devil you know goes down to Georgia because that's that that's a great one. But you know I don't know. Is that appropriate? Can we do that? Can we get away with that here? Quiere ver cuál si tenemos una algo que queremos hacer una petición qué música queremos. Hay una canción que no sabe si es apropiado o no tocarlo aquí. We'll let we'll let Gary uh, Gary pick out um, something if you could just uh, show us your championship uh, skill level uh, that you have on this so si nos puede enseñar su nivel de campeonato con el, tocando el fero alright take it away Awesome. Yes, yes, yes. And just just to make you a little happier here, here's the other one. Well, thank you. What genre of music do you really enjoy playing on the fiddle? ¿Qué tipo de género de música te gusta tocar en el fiddle? Um, you know, I've I've played quite a few. I played, let's see, so I 
when I first started, I, I also played through the school orchestra clear through high school. Um, and then I kind of overlapped that with playing in a kind of a country band. Um, for about five years, I played in a chuck wagon dinner show. So they played like old, like Sons of the Pioneers kind of music and stuff. Um, and it had like a little comedy thing with dinner in a, in a barn. You see those like, if you ever travel to like Wyoming, Jackson Hole has a really well-known chuck wagon dinner show. Um, I play, I mean, I do kind of swing music stuff. Um, I've been recently playing in a bluegrass band as well. So just kind of a little bit of everything, you know, it's a pretty versatile instrument. Toca un poquito variedad de todo. Ha tocado country, toca bastantísimo en otros lugares. Ha tocado como hacen comedia también. So ha hecho un variedad de música o de género de música. That is awesome. We really appreciate your time and we appreciate you coming down here and, and showcasing your talent for us. Apreciamos mucho que vienes aquí nos estás enseñando tu talento. Well, thanks for having me. I think, Ismael, what we should do is we should have him play as we wrap it up. That would be cool. Yeah, that would be cool. Deberíamos que el toque cuando estamos terminando. Okay, so if you could go ahead and just, yeah, you can, and it's your choice, uh, and then we're just going to wrap this up. All right, well, here you go. If you have any questions about this episode, please contact us at communications at rsd7.net. That's communications at rsd7.net. Si usted tiene preguntas acerca de este podcast, usted puede comunicarse a comunicaciones arroba rsd7.net.